Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, covering the bubble. First, do you think it's possible for Donovan Mitchell to be a superstar in this league? He's almost already there. He's such a gifted offensive player, and his defense is certainly coming along. We all heard the comparisons to Dwayne Wade early in his career, and you can see a lot of that. Dwayne had some outstanding postseason games as well, and Donovan is starting to kind of put himself into that tier. Now, ultimately, your superstar status is measured by playoff success. If you, you know, can't get out of the first, the second round, it's, it's going to be hard to define you that way. But the numbers he's put up in the regular season, the numbers he's putting up right now, he's trending in that direction, absolutely. Michael Jordan, 63. Elgin Baylor, 61. Donovan Mitchell, 57. Are the three highest scoring playoff games in NBA history. Donovan at the top. He's got 15. He fires a three. Nailed it! Man, he is throwing the leather at a hula hoop right now. It makes the magic happen for UtahJazz.com. He's a good friend, Aaron Falk. Donovan Mitchell said the other night that he had nothing else to do during quarantine but watch film. You know, when we were all supposed to be uh, learning a new language or, or developing a skill or woodworking or whatever the hell it was, he became an NBA superstar apparently. So congratulations to him and using his time wisely. He seemed to figure a lot of things out. Donovan through the legs. Rise, fire, three, sweet revenge. Talk now, Paul Millsap. Talk now. What do you got to say? Don't talk to me, says Donovan. Don't talk to me. I rarely have seen a Jazz offense put up this kind of uh, clean offense. They are shooting the ball and they are passing the ball in an effective way, looking for the open man, the hot hand. But in some cases, like last night, that process was hand the ball to Donovan. You know, when he's feeling it like that, why wouldn't you? And let him uh, work his wonders. Denver has thrown everything that they can think of at the Utah Jazz and they've adjusted. Last night was a totally different game from the Nuggets. It was the best that they had and the Jazz still came away with the win. I think it's now going to be over in five. Donovan spins Jokic around, drives to the lane, cocks and hammers. Oh my gosh, you didn't just do that. Jazz on the verge of playing a game six. Murray attacking Donovan behind the back. Step back, dagger. 108-101, Jamal Murray with 40. There is a, a situation ongoing in the bubble right now. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that the Milwaukee Bucks have not come to the court for their game five game with the Orlando Magic. Of course, there's been discussion in the bubble about perhaps protesting with the ongoing unrest, particularly in the Wisconsin area. The past four months have shed a light on the ongoing racial injustice facing our African-American community. Citizens around the country have used their voices and platforms to speak out against these wrongdoings. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha and the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action. So our focus today cannot be on basketball. Our good friend Ron Boone. Don't forget, I was raised in the 60s when civil rights was very strong and I don't agree with all the rioting and the burning and, the, and all that kind of stuff. We saw that stuff back in the 60s and it didn't do any good then. It's not going to do anything now. But I really support what the players are doing. I really think this got to be changed. My advice is to start educating yourself about some of the problems that most people of color have had over the years and what it's like now and how much has it changed since and until you walk in those shoes and see exactly what's being done or what's being said, then you really don't know. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Friday to everybody. Sounds of the week right there brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical spring into action mention this ad and receive 33 dollars off any service call today 801-833-3333 that's 801-833-3333 that's action plumbing jake with you broadcasting today from the warehouse the brand new salt lake location 1825 south 300 west come on by and uh, check out deals on uh, furniture mattresses adjustable beds even right down to the rugs price is so low It'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Beautiful new Salt Lake location. Austin Horton producing today back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, uh, Jake. How are you on a Friday? I'm good, man. I'm sitting in a uh, very comfortable on a couch uh, that is very soft and very nice. So I'm good. You know, this is what I'm worried about. For Tom's sake, over there, I'm worried that you're somehow going to sully that new place. Whoa, hey, sully! What could you possibly know. be talking about? I've seen, have you have you looked in your car lately? Yeah, it's nice. Oh, have you tidied it up? Well, I don't know about tidy, but I've I've been trying since I got a new used uh, car back in the fall. I've been trying not to let it get too out of control. All right. There well, are some some like jackets and things in there, and the you know some stuff in the trunk that I could probably get out, but you know. All right. All right. Uh, how are you, Gordon? You doing all right? Friday treating yeah. you okay? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm doing well today. Thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, the uh, question, the concern. Have you ever, when people ask you how you're doing, do they usually listen to how you're doing? No. Do you usually tell them how you're doing, or do you just say, oh, fine, whatever? Yeah, fine. Doing great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, Do I'm you, fine. do when you ask uh, uh, how they're doing, um, I just mean you know, random in passing, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, family or loved ones here, but, you know, hey, how you doing, that type of thing. Oh, well, if you don't actually by... want them to answer, right? I mean, well, if, if they did walking, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, said, yeah, well, yeah, now yeah, that yeah. you ask, let me just take 20 minutes of your time to <laughs> let you know uh, what's going on with me. I mean, that's not really what we're looking for, right? Well, if you're walking past each other, it's sort of implied. But if you're standing there and you say, how are you? Well, what's going on with you? Uh, you know, you should uh, give the courtesy of listening. And I think people should feel comfortable going ahead and explaining some things. Uh, you know, you don't have to get into private, personal stuff or anything like that. But go ahead and, if you ask, tell them. Tell yeah, them. I don't think I'm endorsing that. No, why not? You, you can don't ta- you go well, ahead and talk. You Gord- you go ahead and talk Gordon's ear off. But, but me, I'm just being courteous. <laughs> well, then what? <laughs> 
So uh, is that being courteous when you really when I you think ask, so. but you don't care? I, I think so. Now, now, Gordon, uh, you and I do a show every day when I ask you that question. Uh, feel free to answer because, of course, I care. But, you know, if it's Lloyd, uh, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, leave me alone. Mm. All right. I'm kidding, of course. I love Lloyd. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a random, random way to start the show. Uh, can I, can I, can I tell you that I'm actually irritated in a a mild way with the show before us? Sure. (laughs) So, uh, irritated is putting it strongly. Um, they have this, uh, this uh, bit on Fridays, Gordon called happy hour. Are you familiar Uh with, with this bit? Yes. Uh So they take a, a, a part of the show which is awkwardly long, by the way. They take like 10-minute clips and slow them down <laughs> so that it sounds like uh, the the uh, show is intoxicated, right? The happy yes. hour. And it's, you know, everybody everybody gets a lot of laughs. You and I have been the subject of a couple of happy hours. We have. And, of course, I, I get personal texts from people that tell me, like, oh, man, do you have a problem? You know, like... Uh, Really, it sounds ridiculous, right? And and uh, they have a good laugh. Well, today Lloyd did it with one of their segments, and all of a sudden after it's over, I hear hands going, oh, that's not funny at all. But when it was our show, it was all giggles, and that's hilarious. Of course. Uh, we, come on. That's the way had to do it with us. I, I, feel, I think Hans actually said, I feel slandered or something like that, or I would target it or something, and it's like, oh, okay. Who? Right. At least whenever we're a part of the the show, they're playing something from our show for once. Yeah, and we don't gripe about it. We have a good, healthy laugh, even though we're we are made to look a fool. And I have to text people I know in my real life. No, that's a bit. I'm fine, thank you. Well, I, I think I think that's pretty clear to people, isn't it? <laughs> when I'm getting personal texts. Well, do these guys explain that what they've done, or do they just let it be as though the listener can then just jump to a conclusion? No, 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 no. Here's here's the problem, because they set it up and they laugh about it afterwards. But Lloyd picks 30-minute segments to, to do this to, so people just <laughs> randomly tune in and go, God, what is the matter with these idiots? <laughs> well, well they, should, they should make that clear, what they're doing. They they do at the beginning and the end, but again, there's there's at the least middle. five minutes there in the middle. What do you want? It, some sort of intermission? We would like to remind the listener that this is not real. That we have uh, <laughs> doctored with the uh, with the tape. No, I remind you. you. We now return to your programming. <laughs> we did not complain about it. We said, this "Oh, ha ha, those guys having fun." But today, Hans afterwards, when it's directed his his way, he's like, "Oh, that's not funny." That's not that, funny. Uh, Let's do, do that to somebody else next time. It's not like uh, it's not like that 1930s radio program. Was that Orson Welles who did that when the the War of the World and they yeah. uh, mm-hmm. acted like the Martians were invading, and uh, people thought it was real. You know, is that what we got to do? We got to have a, a reminder for people. A disclaimer? No, yes. I don't think so. I think we should be uh, allowed to to have fun uh, at each other's expense. And we can we can go along with it, and we can have but a nice laugh. But you don't want to hear Hans belly aching, right? And when Lloyd does it to him, oh, what I'm he unfairly does to everyone else unfairly treated around here. Blah blah blah. Yet just last week when I heard him play it, it was all funny. He was laughing. It was yucking it up. All oh, hilarious! Place. Those guys sound yeah. so hammered. That's so funny. Yeah. There's one word for it. 
insecurity. All right. I like it. See, you it can is, take it. It is a pretty funny segment. It is funny. It is funny. It made yeah. me laugh. Yeah, when we I laughed were being, too. When we were being made out to be absolutely hammered, I laughed. Yeah, because it's funny. It was a, it, well, in fact, I think really... it was a, uh, a listener that came up with the idea and sent in the first yeah. one. Would it work uh, the I, other I, way I, if we took a segment of theirs and like made them sound like chipmunks? Would it be as funny? <laughs> Turn it up, speed it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hans and Scotty <laughs> on meth. That actually be kind of funny. Let's do it. <laughs> Mike Ross joins us. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. They've ripped off enough of oh, our I've bits. had a rough morning. Let's go ahead and do it. Huh? Oh, man. If you want Hans to storm the studio, go ahead and put Gus on helium. <laughs> that's not a good idea. That's not a, See, that's not a good Hans, idea for anybody. I think Hans really wasn't bothered by it. He was just, it was shtick. He was okay. saying, oh, oh that's okay. not funny. Yeah, okay. Just goofing, just goofing think, around. All right. Because mm. <laughs> I heard, uh, and he probably is knowing Hans. But, uh, yeah, I heard that. Like, oh, we're not, we shouldn't do that. Oh, do that to somebody else. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what somebody else means. Go back to doing that to the big show. <laughs> <laughs> we are somebody else. <laughs> we are the somebody else you're talking about. And then right, let's Scotty, do that. Let's let's speed it up, Austin. How do you think that would go? I, I'm trying to do it right now, actually. Oh man, that would. Yeah, I think we should. You know, a little a little tit for tat. You know, why not? I I agree. Um, I I get uncomfortable when you put it that way, but yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> All right, a little frick for frack. Okay. Matt Wells joins us. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Let's <laughs> okay. do it. That was really funny. What a funny. great idea. Hmm. And the, the thing is that we have, and we'll yeah, we'll play it for ten minutes straight. <laughs> Sounds like they're sucking on helium. Yeah, but I don't think it'll have the same effect as of people actually thinking that uh, we are intoxicated when they slow it down. <laughs> it's a little more obvious we've doctored the uh, the tape yeah. when you speed it up. Unless we, you know, unless somebody went in for some sort of procedure. Or something. And you won't yeah. make it right. I don't blame LeBron James one bit. <laughs> Who is that? That's Scotty. That's Scotty. <laughs> I like it. I like, come on, fellas. Come on, Scotty and Hans. Let's all laugh together. Let's do it. All right. We have uh, we have Gordon's list coming up. Gordon, how's the list looking this week? Oh, is today Gordon's list? Uh, it, it's Friday, I believe. Yeah, I got it. I okay. got it here. It's chock full of important stuff and a couple of funny things. Okay, chock full. I like that description. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get to that. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, we're going to hear from Keith Smith, who's been breaking news left and right down from Orlando. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock. Uh, and then Ryan Miller is going to join us uh, coming up at 5. So stay tuned. We'll talk a lot of basketball today on the show. And uh, as always on Friday, whatever made Gordon's list. Should we, should we get started there, Gordo? Yeah. yeah, let's go. All right, Austin, let's do it. Tatanka. 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 And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. You can't 
send somebody to a funeral home who's not dead. No, I've never climbed up on that bull and had uh, relations with a woman. No, if I'm, if I'm alive, don't send me to a funeral home. I'm breathing. You have to have had to play the game. The prettiest eyes in the business. I don't wear tidy whiteies. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That was amazing this week. Absolutely so amazing. Gordon's we, List brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. If we speed up the sound, will it make it sound like Hans and Scotty are wearing tidy whiteies? Okay. Okay, which uh, which apparently you also enjoy. All right. Are you ready? Let's start. I'm ready. Okay. With what you asked for yesterday, the, Pac- the Pac-12's Larry Scott. I don't wear tidy whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> the empty suit. Now, Jake, yesterday you were chomping at the bit to get at this, so uh, react. Well, do you want to set it up at all, or what am I? What am I reacting to? Just well, uh, Larry you know, Scott in in general, or this was, your re- this was your request? You wanted it to be on the okay. list, so, well, so I'll put the- it on the list. What is it you wanted to say? Larry Scott is a lousy commissioner. All right, go. Well, no, there's just been news, and John Canzano has uh, reported on this very well for the Oregonian. You can get some stuff uh, from John Wilner, too, in the in the San Jose Mercury News. But over the past couple of days, uh, you know, the uh, the layoffs have uh, commenced at uh, the Pac-12 networks, uh, at the Pac-12 offices itself. Larry has now uh, come under uh, increased scrutiny because he's taken a pay cut, but just at 10%. And really the the rest of the suits, as you like to say, really have not uh, 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 taken healthy pay cuts. Uh, once again, the, the amount of rent, $8 million basically a year to be in downtown San Francisco, has uh, has come onto the table. So, I mean... You can you could say Larry Scott go, but there's there's a lot <laughs> there's, there's a lot there. So, um, so what do you think? Okay, let's let's talk about it this way. If you had to guess, how is this going to play out? Larry Scott, they're going he's just going to not get renewed on his contract. He's uh, he's going to be renewed. He's going to be let go early. What, what, how do you see this ending? Okay, so you've you've written about this, mm-hmm. uh, Gordon. There is there is some urgency to the situation because negotiations um, on the next media rights deal for the Pac-12 are are coming up, and that's what all of this last you know ten years have really been uh, about is getting to this point. I mean, it was the idea of retaining all the ownership in the Pac-12. I mean, they've really pushed all their chips. Uh, into the middle of the table on this next media rights deal. So the the immediate decision that has to be asked is, is he the right person for the job to do that? Because there really is so much on the line. So that I mean that's first and foremost. And then the the I mean the way that the the pandemic has been handled and the effect that it's had on the conference, you know I I think you can use as evidence to decide, I suppose, whether or not he's the right man for the job. But first and foremost, again, as you've written, is that that media rights deal is so important. That should be the number one thing that people consider when they when they say this. And if in in it would be crazy if you knew that you were going to not renew Larry Scott's contract in 2022 to let him continue to negotiate that deal. You I, I think you either move on from him or you don't. You can't wait it out. Okay. 
It's true. You know, we have made a lot of the fact that Larry Scott is the highest paid commissioner. He's making five point something million. He took a little bit of a, a, a cut there. We're not, you know, twelve percent. Nothing to feel sorry for. He went all the way down to four point seven million or something like that. But um, he uh, he has cost the conference a lot more with some of the decisions he's made than what his salary is. I mean, well, think, and, about what, think about what it has cost each team because he had the bright idea to start his own network. Well, hold on real quick because to start the Pac-12 network was a good idea. Well, and, and I'll work. admit I was wrong about this for a long, long time. Keeping all the equity in the network and not farming that out to professionals that know what they were doing, mistake. Big mistake because Larry Scott talks about how he makes so much money because he runs a TV network and he runs a conference. Well, he is terrible at his job running a TV network. I mean, fail after fail after fail after fail. And going through. You think it was a good idea? It was just shabbily done? Yes. Well, look what the, the SEC did. They started the SEC network in partnership with ESPN, who owns 50% of the network. Uh-huh. And ESPN does all the work. And all the SEC has to do is what they're good at, and that's provide content on the football field. And then let the TV networks run the TV station because that's what they do. You notice, and it's this, like, Pac-12, they want to get swimming on TV, and the Pac-12 network is about more than ratings. It's about all these Olympic – That's that's what they're good at. But that's bad television. (laughs) So if you're going to run a TV network, run a TV network. You can't do it with this half-hearted – you know, how many SEC swimming matchups do you think you see on the SEC network? I don't know know for sure, but I'm guessing zero. But the SEC has Alabama. It's got Georgia, right? I mean, it's got teams that people care about. The Pac-12 has a bunch of teams that, uh, you know, the local fans uh, might care about them, but uh, they haven't really ascended to the height necessary to draw a big audience. Well, all the more reason they should have. All the more reason they should have sold the ESPN or Fox earlier rather than later. Yeah. Then let them fix your distribution. Let them worry about uh, renting a television studio. Let them worry about paying and uh, you know uh, commentators and all that stuff. Because I feel bad for the people who work at the Pac-12 networks today. Uh, because if they were working at ESPN as opposed to the Pac-12, they probably still have a job. 79 combined furloughs uh, earlier this week, 15 layoffs at the Pac-12 yeah. Network. Yeah, that's too bad. Not including upper management that's still sitting pretty. So yeah. uh-huh. uh, like Mark Shukin, for example, who's uh, head of the Pac-12 Networks, uh, keeps his $840,000 a year management job. Yeah. But Mike, Mike Yam's out there freelancing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, Gordon, uh, I would love to even – sorry, go ahead. Let's continue the list when we come back. I got football start – college football starting this weekend, Jake. Uh, the Pac-12, speaking of the Pac-12, are they going to play now? Are they going to play a Big Ten Thanksgiving weekend? Is that going to – Deloitte Hansen in the news. The Jazz obviously going to restart again. Uh, there's lots to get to. I am live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, the brand new Salt Lake location. And uh, our friend Tom joins us now. It's beautiful, man. Jake. I love it. What a great, what a great spot. Thank You're you. right by a stoplight. The parking lot is right there, easy to get in and out of. Man, you guys did a great job with this thing. 
Thank you for coming. Um, we're very excited. It's uh, the world's upside down, and we're trying to have a little bit of harmony or tranquility when you walk through the door, so it feels feels pretty good. Let's talk real quickly about some of the struggles outside of sports this week and outside of uh, areas of our country that are upside down. Our industry is really struggling because nothing got made for 120 days. I had a, a young freshman moving into the University of Utah. They went to buy a mattress at one of our competitors. The only twin they had was $500. Wow. So I was lucky enough that I, I've got some friends, and they brought me uh, literally like 50 twin mattresses. We're going to do the deal that we've always done at the warehouse. It's the mattress double-sided so you can flip it that everybody sells for 149 to 199 We're going to do it for our grand opening, $99. Wow. If you're looking for a queen, we have mattresses in stock we can deliver you. And as always, we've been talking about adjustable beds for a couple of years. And I've got a couple of adjustable bed deals, and I'm telling you, they're going to be gone. This is the last probably two weeks that you're going to see these prices uh, because there is no inventory. I have one supplier tell me he will not have any split king adjustable bases until October. Wow. So craziness. So how about we start off the day with not only a twin mattress at $99, but I'm going to do a split king adjustable bed with a mattress that's I've got two to choose from, either a hybrid or an all-memory foam. Your choice. The mattress is regular $2,700. The bases are normally $2,400. It's over a $5,000 package. We're going to do it for $1,999. If you have, you've been wanting it, you've looked at some of the people up and down our street, you see them for $3,900, which is the sell of a lifetime up to $12,000, this will be one of the last opportunities to buy that for under $2,000. Wow. And we've got about 12 of them. When they're gone, they're gone, but I'm going to make it a little bit better because of our grand opening. Okay. Anybody who mentions either Gordon or Jake or the big show, and I and I got to give some love to the rest of the guys. So anybody who mentions the zone, we're going to give you your choice, either mattress protector or sheets, $150 value free, and I will deliver and set up for 50 bucks. Love it. Boom. Amazing. You heard it. Uh, you know what? Well, the times are tough. Supply out there. Tom's still working hard to keep his prices low. Take advantage of it. 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake, and, of course, 86 East University Parkway, uh, the location there in Orem. But you've got to see the new spot here in Salt Lake. It's great. 1825 South, 300 West. More of the list. Gordon's List coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Live today from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Moving on with Gordon's list on a Friday. Gordon, what's next? Can you believe it, Jake? College football starting this weekend. A bunch of games that wouldn't exactly 
grab your attention, but some games starting Saturday. I'm excited. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial in as much as I can and and uh, enjoy college football. Enjoy at least a little little taste of normalcy while I've got it. Is there a particular much, game you're? How, how uh, much, no, not really. I mean, I looked at the schedule; and nothing caught my eye. But college football, you know, that's something we weren't sure we were going to see any of, and we'll see how it goes as it moves forward. Speaking of which. There is talk now that maybe the Pac-12 and the Big Ten could start at some point or are rethinking their position. Nebraska players are suing the Big Ten or something. What, what, do, you, what do you make of all this? Do you think it's going to happen? Uh, well, uh, it might happen. It, it could. It's it's interesting. <laughs> the situation is really interesting because, like, so now you're not looking out for the health and safety of your players then? Oh, never mind. Is Pay that, no attention is, to the man behind the curtain. Because you sold it really hard when you made the announcement that you were actually, you know, looking out for the health and safety of your players. And now you're like, well, maybe after Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> you've seen that what has transpired since then. And, and I don't know, Gordon, have, have you seen anything about the Pac-12 reconsidering football? Because I have not seen that. Seen the Big I Ten. Thought I, I thought I saw some. Well, I saw some discussion uh, during the winter at some point. I, I, I don't know. I, don't I know saw the means. start college basketball on time, possibly, but I did not see uh, anything about college football. Um, <clears throat> no, I, Big I, Ten, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, th- th- that's been some po- a point of discussion. So I, I hope they do it. And that's my honest and sincere opinion. But can you can you hear through the radio my eye roll as I have that opinion? And uh, explain your eye roll. Well, it's my eye roll because obviously their justification for shutting down the season in the first place was disingenuous at best. And now that you're getting a little pressure and now there might be some lawsuits and you don't want to get into discovery for some reason. And so you're like, oh, well, maybe... Maybe we should consider this where all of a sudden, wait, is it, is it, uh, so it's now in the best interests of safety of your athletes or, or are you all of a sudden considering other things? But you know how that's going to be played, Jake. It's going to be played that uh, the situation is improving. Okay. I, I, okay, sure. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't, because saying, i mean but... you've you, you've pointed out throughout all of this what about a second wave what about that possibility yeah yeah so i, I mean, think about that sometimes so here we are with 85 degree heat outside and not i don't know whether that really makes any difference but usually people do get a little more sick during the uh the cold months and that's exactly what we're headed for right now the Big Ten thought the reaction to their decision would be different than it was. They thought all the conferences would follow suit, which the Pac-12 obviously did, and uh, that they were going to be viewed as a leader through all of this. And that's certainly not how they've been viewed. But, I mean, there's also a risk that uh, they could have these plans and they could go by the wayside. Didn't I read that uh, Provo High School football game was uh... – uh, dashed because of uh, some COVID-19 uh, outbreaks. Yeah, so, Provo, Tim, for you, but I don't know if one high school game in Utah is going to be no, an example I'm not of how the that SEC can't affect play. It. I'm just saying that that same thing could happen to college football as well. And if that happens, then people, it, it can go either way. It can go, 
toward the the Big Ten and the Pac-12, what the heck were you thinking? Why did you make that decision? Or it could go, oh, man, those guys are really smart because all these other conferences are starting play, and now they've got problems. Okay, so you you say that, and I agree with you. I I, I hear what you're saying, and those outcomes are are certainly possible. But the, the funny thing is, is, is if you want to talk about PR and like politically speaking, the one thing that you can't do is waffle on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You either stick to your guns and say this is why we're doing it and this is what we're doing, whether you're lying to people or not, or don't. But what you can't do is go, yes, we're right, we're on the uh, moral high ground, and then when you know maybe things uh, you, you get some pushback from within, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh, but we could possibly pull it off. That's the one thing that you can't do. Well, wait a second. What you're saying is that people can't change their minds? Um, or if you or give that me, the situation can't change? If you give me a reason, you're, why, why is the Big Ten changing their mind? All I've heard well, from the Big Ten, basically, is that their lawyer said, oh, yeah, we can't, we can't <laughs> actually disclose anything about this decision because that would just that be a disaster. Be, that could be the case, but they could say, oh, well, you know, the numbers are, are looking, uh, trending in a, in a good dis- direction, and we we now think it's safer. Hmm. Well, if that's what they say, I, I didn't believe them in the first place, and I won't believe them now. Austin says we have breaking NBA. Now. We do. We have a schedule for uh, the resumption of the playoffs. Uh, the Utah Jazz will play on Sunday. Uh, let's see, they will play at 6.30 p.m., so they get the late start, which is on TNT, but not a not a big surprise they get the late start. Uh, Boston-Toronto will be at 1 on Sunday, and the Clippers and Dallas will be at 3.30. Uh, the Saturday games, uh, the early game will be Orlando-Milwaukee at 3.30, Oklahoma City-Houston at 6.30, and Portland and the Lakers at 9, which those are Eastern, by the way. Uh, so the Jazz will be at 6.30 Mountain on Sunday. But there's your, why, your schedule. Why, why are they changing the times from day to day, considering the Lakers' tip-off is at 7 and uh, the Jazz's uh, tip-off is at 6.30? Because it's a TV show, and they are carefully putting the best products in the most advantageous places. No, but why why one six thirty and one seven? Uh No, that's – so Portland and the Lakers, sorry, I, I – getting people confused with time zones. So Portland Lakers is at 9 Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain. Oklahoma City, Houston is 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain. And uh, Orlando, Milwaukee, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain. So sorry, okay. they don't overlap. No, I'm not saying overlap. I'm just saying that why, why, why have they changed the start time from day to day? Why was the late game 7 o'clock on Saturday, but the late game on Sunday is 6.30? Uh... I don't know. You want to get uh, the president of ESPN on the horn? <laughs> I smell conspiracy. Or, or TNT? No, I don't. I, I mean, don't they, they buried the Jazz and the Nuggets in the late slot on Sunday. I mean, you know, they wanted uh, they wanted the Clippers in Dallas right there. It, you, you know, primetime is different on the weekends than it is on the weekdays, of course, as you know. Are so. fewer people watching TV at 630 on a Sunday than they are in the afternoon? Yes. Well, Why? maybe not. I don't know. I guess in the NFL season, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Uh, I'm more thinking about how the NBA normally schedules their weekend games. I mean, think about the, the Sunday showcase on ABC. You know, that's always in the afternoon. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, the next item on my list is uh, is uh, Deloy Hansen. 
And I don't know if we want to Gordon, get into yeah, that we're, now we're up we against won't. We're up against it a little bit. You mind putting uh, putting a tease on it, and we'll get to it right around the corner? Well, it's uh, it's getting hot around RSL. And Deloy's uh, comments, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but uh, I have written a column calling for him to be removed. Others seem to be saying the same thing. Deloy is a rather... Uh, dogged individual that I don't think is going to uh, relent to anything easily, but we'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into it coming up next, live from the warehouse, the brand-new location right here in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their location in Orem as well, 86 East University Parkway. More straight ahead on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Michelle, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse here in Salt Lake, the brand-new location, the grand opening, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, we are moving on with Gordon's list. Gordon, uh, what's next? All right. I uh, We started to talk about Deloy Hansen with what has gone on with RSL and uh, the league, Major League Soccer, does have the right to force him away from his ownership as long as he is, uh, you know, uh, compensated with fair market value. You remember what happened with uh, Don Sterling and how that, that he ended up profiting mightily from that uh, that exchange, thanks to Steve Ballmer. But uh, what are your thoughts on this, Jake? Do you think that uh, what he did is egregious enough to, for the league to swoop in and say, all right, fella, you're out of here? Well, I, I feel the need real quick here when you say Don Sterling. We're talking about Donald Sterling and not our Don Sterling. Oh, right. I always oh, okay. feel like we need to make sure that's clear because we love our one's Don with Sterling. One's with an E, one's with an I. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but with Donald Sterling. Um, you know, I, I that athletic piece was really something else, and, it, and it's obvious that uh, that Deloy Hansen has some incidents where he's he's been uh, less – uh, then sensitive and what these leagues uh, Gordon have the the right to do is the you, you know it's like a like a franchise they can make a decision on who's able to own their franchise and uh, and can take action to force things into happening a la Donald Sterling and uh, what was uh, what was the dude's name Frank McCourt with the Dodgers who was going through that ugly divorce and Major League Baseball basically uh, pushed him out um, there's a number of these uh, examples throughout sports history history gordon and they're rarely pretty like the donald sterling one went smoother than most as far as forcing out an owner so i i wonder i don't know if it's as simple as they they decide to force him out for this justification they certainly could do that but i don't know if they will i wonder the yeah. different leagues uh, you uh, approach these situations differently how i mean how long was march shot allowed to own the reds yeah you know, so I, I, I don't know. Times have, times have uh, sped up a little bit in this regard. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, an attendant question with the whole thing is what is going on with the reputation of Real Salt Lake and will players want to, to play here? Uh, this is a real issue based on 
the people I have talked with and based on what a few of the RSL players, uh, one current and former players, have said, it makes you wonder whether, you know, what effect that would have on the team. Oh, a, a huge negative effect. That yeah. was probably, honest. honestly, if we're talking just about sports in the future of the franchise, that was the biggest story yesterday, was that uh, he just he pushed back against his players. And we've talked about this a lot, how, how the NBA has gone to great lengths to kind of move hand-in-hand hand with its players. You know, this this was the opposite behavior and does not send a signal to player other players that uh, this is somewhere that you'd like to play. And so, yeah, that that is an absolute huge deal. Now, they'll always have players because, you know, there are, uh, you know, up-and-coming soccer players that are just looking for opportunities. But when it comes to, you know, attracting good players that will help you win an MLS Cup, uh, yeah, that's absolutely in jeopardy, 100%. A team is a funny business uh, because you there has to be a spree de corps with a team or else you're not going to win. Yeah, as we talked about when when Donovan and Rudy were having their troubles, you don't have to be best friends, but you have to all feel as though you're rowing in the same direction. And the feeling I get as I talk to people uh, connected with RSL past and present is that uh, that's not the feeling. And especially now, when this stuff comes out, it was known amongst some on the inside but now that it's out, I, I just don't know how that's going to go if he uh, tries to fight that. But uh, we'll see. I have a column up I wrote that I think he should be removed. You can check that out at sltrib.com. See if you agree or disagree. Uh, we all have our own opinions about these things. But check it out. Let me ask you, you this, that- Gordon. Oh, hold on. Can, let me ask you this. Can it, I, And I don't know. The, can you force him to sell to a specific person? No, I don't think so. But so he can... could sell to somebody he knew was going to move the team. Well, I guess I guess he could do that, but that would—I'm not sure that would serve his best purposes. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what the bylaws on that are. Because that's exactly but, what the what the, what's his uh, Starbucks did in Seattle, right? Oh, uh, yeah. To, Where okay, he didn't see. get the stadium deal he wanted, and he sold to somebody, and what's his name, Clay Benson, who almost assuredly was going to move the team and did. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's – I mean, it seems like that would be a possibility. I'm not sure. But I think it takes a two-thirds ownership vote around the league to uh, to make it happen. So we'll see if it does. Do you think the status – what do you think is the status of soccer, professional soccer in Utah now? Is it improved over where it once was? When, uh, when RSL won the uh, MLS Cup, uh, what was that, 10 years ago, do you think it was better then or is it better now because of some of the because because Deloitte Hansen has done some good things, too. I mean, he he uh, he brought the Royals here and he has added some facilities and he's done some of those things. But the negative side is quite negative, And I don't know how you dodge that. And I don't know what effect it's had on soccer overall or the interest of it. I do know that the team hasn't been as good as it used to be. And, uh, you know, winning draws interest. Yeah, winning. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that's probably the biggest uh, biggest thing. But I'll tell you, RSL, I mean, they're 14th in the league in attendance, Gordon, in 2019, averaging uh, 18,000 fans. I guess that's pretty good. I mean, they, they draw. 
There's no doubt. How many, I don't, how many teams are there in Major League Soccer now? I don't, oh, I don't like know. Like a thousand, because that's the only way they make money is is by expanding. Thirty, uh, Tom is telling me. So, so right in the middle of the pack. Right, and so. There's going to be 32 coming. Yeah, in 2019, it says that there was 25, 24. Anyway, the number one team, by the way, randomly, and this is such a, a – I would not never have predicted this. Atlanta is the highest-drawing Major League Soccer team, Gordon, uh, averaging 52,510 fans. Well, some of it depends on the size of your venue. Yep. Seattle is number two, 40,247. FC Cincinnati, there's a drop-off from there uh, to your capacity standpoint, Gordon. Uh, they're at 27, uh, 336 in 2019. RSL, Jake. by the way, in, in 2019 was down 0.03% in attendance. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, lost some, they lost some momentum, and they lost an opportunity to continue to build on that. And but those numbers aren't bad. Those, no. those numbers aren't bad. Just not um, as good okay. as they could have been. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're live at the Warehouse 1825 South, 300 West. Our good friend Tom joins us once again. And, Tom, you can't say enough about this new location, man. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. We're very excited. We're excited to welcome everybody to come in. Come in and see uh, the beautiful new Salt Lake location. We're going to give you the best deals in Utah on furniture. And we're going to do some crazy things on beds. But, quickly going back to soccer my wife was vice president of uysa okay and this is a few years ago participation of soccer here per capita it's number one yeah. in the country Our kids so play this soccer. is soccer crazy country and uh i can tell you just listening because we hear from people every single day they love rsl uh obviously everybody wants a winner can you imagine what it'd be like if they were champions again I think they'd be selling out that building, I would guess, Crazy. like they were in you know when well, they were making their runs. It's still hard to get good tickets. Yeah, yeah, it's, still it's hard. popular. It is. It's got its place for it sure. Is. We we had a phone call. Uh, somebody called Austin or texted him or t- twittered, tweeted at him, I should say, uh, asking about full mattress deal. I've got a full mattress. It's a Miranda. Everybody's going to be two forty nine. We're one fifty nine. All right. We brought that in just because of back to school. All the kids going to universities yeah. around. We have the twins for ninety nine dollars. We have them in stock. You need it today. You can get it today. We also have bump ups from there if you want better. Kind of a good better best. Absolutely. Type of deal. But starting there, that's huge. One hundred fifty nine dollars for a full in this environment. I'm I'm half price. Unheard of. Yeah. Hey I'm Tom, I, I got a question yes. for you. You were awaiting six truckloads of uh, goodies. We got uh, three. Did... Okay. We got three, and I can tell you that one truck was supposed to be 110 pieces. It was 51 pieces yesterday. But we have uh, upholstery on the floor that we can deliver, and a lot of people can't say that right now. Right. We have uh, new, beautiful stuff, uh, and we're going to be Utah's best prices. While we're there, let's talk about we have a new deal that we have not done here for a while. This is a custom, you can choose your fabric. Clayton talked about it last week for a yeah. minute. It's, uh, there's like eight fabrics you can choose from. You can do a chase sectional. You can do a great big U- U-shaped sectional with a chase. Uh, you can choose the fabric. You can choose the pillows. It only takes two weeks to get it built. Oh, wow. I can't advertise the price, but when you come in here, we're substantially 
that means a lot. <laughs> That's Thank a you. big word for me. I have yeah, me to too. define it for myself. Right. <laughs> uh, you can choose your accent pillars. We are a lot cheaper. When you come in, I can show you how much cheaper we are than our competitors. But adjustable beds, we talked about it last break. We need to talk about it because if you have been wanting that adjustable bed, you're going to miss this crazy price deal because the inventory is going and it will be gone and the replacements some of the prices I'm getting there is no deal nobody has inventory so there are no deals right now so I have a king split king or solid your choice I've got four mattresses to choose from 1999 I have a queen deal I'm gonna do the queen head up adjustable with a 10 inch hybrid or all memory foam for only $5.99, wow. you can't buy the mattress for that right now. That's amazing. So come and see us today, tomorrow. Don't forget, I'll give you the free either sheets or mattress protector with any adjustable bed purchase. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. Don't forget about their Orem location, 86 East, University Parkway. We'll have more coming up next on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.